Hey guys, I'm Aditya Yadav and you're listening to The Sound Report. In this podcast, I speak with some of the most talented professionals in the movie industry about the various production and post-production aspects of sound for films. Being a sound designer myself, I have always been curious to know how other sound designers and mixers work. And this podcast is just an attempt to explore the art of sound design further. So whether you're an industry pro or just starting out, I hope this podcast packs a little something for all of you. That being said, thank you so much for joining and let's roll the intro. What's up guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 2 of The Sound Report, brought to you by SyncInPost.com. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, please consider subscribing. You can find this podcast on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast and Spotify. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at SyncInPost, Facebook at SyncInPost and on YouTube as SyncInPost. Thank you to all those who listened to the first episode. The response was way better than I had anticipated. Okay, so moving on. My guest for today is one of the most renowned sound designers in the Marathi film industry. Through his participation as a sound designer in some of the most critically and commercially acclaimed films, he has played a pivotal role in shaping the course of Marathi cinema in recent times. His collaborators include such esteemed filmmakers as Nagraj Manjure, Anurag Kashyap, Avinash Arun, Sumitra Bhave, Parish Mukashi and Madhur Bhandarkar, just to name a few. And these collaborations have helped him develop an acute taste for using sound as a storytelling medium and successfully realized the sonic goals that the directors had for their films. Needless to say, his efforts have been more than noticed and his reputation immensely well-deserved. And so it may come as no surprise to you that he is also the proud recipient of some of the major awards in the country, including the prestigious National Film Award for Best Audiography for the Marathi film Gandha. On today's episode, I speak with him about his work on director Samit Kakkar's feature film, Half Ticket, which follows the innocent journey of two Kit brothers dwelling in the slums of Mumbai as they chase their simple yet almost unattainable dream of eating a pizza. An official remake of the award-winning Tamil film Kakamutai, Half Ticket was an official selection in over 20 major film festivals worldwide. And I'm here in Oral Mayhem Studios today speaking to the man behind the sound of Half Ticket himself. So please help me welcome Mr. Anmol Bhave. Welcome to the show, Anmol. Hi. So before we start deconstructing the sound for Half Ticket, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, just a quick glimpse into your origin story. So I'm I'm basically from Pune and uh, almost all of my education uh, happened in Pune till uh, I graduated from engineering college uh, with a PE electrical degree. And after which I did my uh, post-graduation course from uh, Film and Television Institute of India uh, in audiography. So it's no secret that most of the sound designers sort of have a musical background and uh, so did you. What was it about film sound that made you change your focus from music to sound? Because I, I know that you were a musician, you used to play the keyboard. So has your uh, musical background also factored into the way that you treat your sound design? Now uh, now that I go back and look at myself uh, and imagine myself as a keyboardist, I have a good laugh at it because I used to think that I, I could play keyboards and all until uh, I saw a brilliant keyboardist uh, playing alongside with me and then I actually distanced myself from uh, keyboards, or but not music, obviously. Uh, so tell you uh, to tell you about music specifically, uh, I think my whole journey um, into the realm of sound or music started with uh, Roja. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how many people uh, share this uh, common connection of uh, Roja or specifically A.R. Rahman. Um, so that's how I started thinking I should become, uh, even I should become a music composer. Mm. And since Rahman was playing, uh, uh, used to play keyboards and he used to uh, program a lot himself and all, I thought I should also take up keyboards. Had he be, uh, been playing guitar or something else, I would have taken up that instrument. So, um, yeah, so that's how my kind of uh, musical journey started. After getting introduced to uh, the sound of Roja and sound of Mr. Air Rahman itself, I think it just opened the whole uh, Pandora of uh, 
possibilities in 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 terms of uh, musicality and in terms of uh, tones and sounds and all those things then i started uh, learning keyboards with uh, one of very one of the very renowned uh, keyboardists in pune mr kedar paraspe mm-hmm. and he used to take me to his recordings so he used to compose for some jingles and uh, some uh, songs or albums and all and he used to take me for those recordings uh, while i was uh, there at one of his recording i i saw the i saw the recording engineer for the first time and i saw his participation i saw his importance I, like i could uh, see how important role he plays because there's a music composer and there's uh, audience and the engineer is the bridge between the music composer and the audience mm-hmm. so that's uh, the first time when it struck me that even this is a very interesting field uh, although i was still keen on doing a lot of music uh, then but it remained with me and i got interested and i thought i should i should be able to learn recording technique as well along with music and then uh, he only suggested me to take up this course at FTI and i think i'm extremely fortunate to uh, pass the FTI entrance exam in the first attempt because uh, there were other fellow batchmates who had appeared for like uh, four times so the fifth time and then they hadn't got gotten selected and after coming to FTI there we normally have uh screenings uh, we have uh, screenings every day every evening at uh, 6:30 there's a screening and after watching those films uh, half of the time i used to be asleep during the f- film screenings because half of them went over my head so because i was uh, qualified to probably watch those films but then that that is the uh, kind of uh, space and uh, time which fti provides you that it doesn't bombard you with uh, the philosophy it just lets you be yourself and it just provides you with certain atmosphere where after a point you get used to and you get you you start understanding certain things so there was this uh, film by mr manikol we were watching it and the first year i slept completely in the second year i thought uh, i think i could understand certain parts of it and in the third year i was blown away with the film and uh, it was uh, it was on girija devi the thumri singer and it was such a be- it, it is such a beautiful film so that's the time when i uh, those 3 years of my life were completely instrumental in changing my own philosophy about life and uh, and hence films and hence music and hence sound as well so i think during that period i got uh, nurtured with this idea of sound design because earlier i never uh, like uh, any normal audience uh, nobody notices sound nobody noti- mm-hmm. notices a good sound design i'm not talking about the sounds which you uh, which are hammered into your ears but uh, there's uh, what you could say there's very subtle statements made through sounds and all uh, and hence films as well so i think that was the main period when my interests shifted and i think also during that time i i met this uh, amazing keyboardist so i think thanks to him as well because uh, i could concentrate more on uh, sound and less on being a pseudo musician staying on the same line side I'd, i'd like to share one experience from my life was this was way back in 2008 and i had started off my career in sound as a guitarist because i used to think uh. that i was a good guitarist I and think this happens with all of us I, I suppose yeah. like every every sound designer uh, we have al- almost uh, each one of us is is a musician correct. in the beginning or yeah correct and my idea about the whole uh, like you know the the whole idea of playing a musical instrument changed this day when i remember i was in uh, ranjit barot's studio in mahalakshmi and uh, we were talking about music and i saw dhruv ghanekar perform he was there for some recording and i was like okay that is who an actual guitarist is and the amount of dedication and time that these musicians take to like you know to become who they are yeah yeah it's immense and uh, i didn't think at that time that i'll be able to do the same things which they did i think it's uh, i'm i'm glad that uh, we uh, are on the same page here or mm-hmm. we were on the same page at um, uh, in in our lives at at our own times Uh, that it is very important for 
any uh, anybody to understand his or her capabilities actual capabilities like right. we think we we can do this or we are we are uh, like i think i am an artist but then what what is a real artist and what what actually do you do how how do you contribute to the uh, art and so if we understand it uh, at, at a very early stage not i'm, I'm not saying early age mm-hmm. you might uh, take a bit of more, more time to understand it but at least to understand that where do we actually stand mm-hmm. in terms of uh, being an artist or maybe music maybe painting maybe singing anything for that mm-hmm. matter and then we if if we get to know our actual capabilities and then we understand okay probably i'm not made for this i can still be in and around this uh, section but probably in a, in a different way so i think it's very important because i think that sh- uh, that should uh, keep the uh, bar of uh, the the art in that's in true. our country i suppose yeah so um, i'm going to jump right into the film that we are going to talk about mm-hmm. this is kind of my personal favorite mm-hmm. half ticket this interview is 3 years late <laughs> but i want to really oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this interview is like we are 3 years late but i wanted to always speak to you about this film there have been so many films that have been shot in mumbai mm-hmm. and uh, i think half ticket kind of stands out mm-hmm. because after a point it's like is the same city what is it that i could do differently in this film and uh, with what you did on this film definitely stands out so speaking of half ticket uh, when were you brought on board for the film and also since you also work as a production sound mixer um were there any discussions before the shoot began about taking the sing sound route as opposed to dubbing the entire film now half ticket is a is a remake is is an official remake so obviously there was there was some uh, reference uh, to the film as a whole not uh, sound and all because uh kakamutai was obviously based uh, out of tamil nadu tamil or in chennai yeah. specifically and uh, since it was a marathi remake this film was supposed to be based uh, in and out of mumbai and uh, i was brought on board before the film was shot Mm-hmm. so i can't say but at the scripting level because there there was no script like there was no original script as such mm-hmm. for this film uh, but yeah i was brought on board before uh, it was shot and uh, we were actually thinking of fiddling with this idea of whether to do sing sound or not to do sing sound and since there are kids involved so a lot of times directors are very about uh, or they think uh, since the kids are involved uh, let's do it sing sound because they won't be able to dub it later okay. on yeah. and uh, kids perform best during the shoot itself they won't be able to perform later later in the studio but then there were other factors major factors the the major factor uh, normally with marathi films is the budget mm-hmm. so even it played a major role in this also more than that it was uh, the convenience of the director because a lot of times i feel the director has to be comfortable on this on the set mm-hmm. because it is his uh it is his project uh we can't just levy uh, our our thoughts and our urge to do a sing sound uh, on him we can't tax him with our own imagination of uh, how how we'll be doing this uh, on location and all i think it is it is very important for a director to be comfortable on the set because he has to look after a lot of things it's not just sound um uh, so that factor also normally comes whenever we decide to go for a sing sound or not go for a sing sound um and uh, then the location itself obviously uh it was one of the noisiest locations in in mumbai and uh, he wasn't sure whether we'll be able to get the kind of dialogue quality and specifically the continuity of the dialogues uh the ambience continuity specifically if we change from one shot to another one angle to another and one shot even and even if it is the same dialogue from a mid shot to a close or a wide shot so since it uh, it is based in in the slum area uh, of uh, ray road mm-hmm. so uh, he wasn't sure about that and uh, although i was trying to uh, uh, push make, for it yeah push for it or even uh try to calm him down about his anxiety over whether he'll be able to get it or not but ultimately what i have learned over the years is that i can't i can't push the director like i should not push the director 
टू द एज ऑफ नहीं करते और नहीं कर लेंगे यार कर लेंगे एंड बिकॉज आई डोंट लाइक दैट लैंग्वेज एज वेल कि कर लेंगे यू नीड टू नो वेदर यू विल बी एबल टू डू इट और नॉट यू कैन जस्ट से ऑन द लोकेशन बिकॉज देर हैव बीन केसेज इन बिगर फिल्म एज वेल दे हैव स्टार्टड विद अ सिंग साउंड एंड लेटर ऑन दे रियलाइज दैट इट इज़ नॉट हैपनिंग एंड देन दे वेंट बैक टू नॉर्मल पायलट रिकॉर्डिंग एंड देन डबिंग इन टू द स्टूडियोज एज वेल या सो आई वॉज ब्रॉड अप बिफोर द फिल्म वॉज शॉर्ट एंड वी कुड एक्चुअली थिंक अबाउट आई वॉज देयर ऑन द लोकेशन फॉर अ फ्यू डेज टू रिकॉर्ड अ लॉट ऑफ एम्बियंस स्टफ एज अ रेकी एज वेल एज डूइंग द रिकॉर्डिंग एम्बियंस रिकॉर्डिंग बिकॉज रेकी जस्ट टू अंडरस्टैंड इन वॉट एम्बियंस इन वॉट एटमोसफियर दिस किड्स लिव एंड रेकी बिकॉज समटाइम्स बिकॉज आई ऑल्सो वेंट बैक एंड रिकॉर्डेड सर्टन स्पेसिफिक साउंड्स एंड वॉट इज योर नॉर्मल रिकॉर्डिंग सेटअप फॉर सच गिग्स वेर यू गो आउट एंड रिकॉर्ड स्पेसिफिक एम्बियंस इज इट इज इट जस्ट अ नॉर्मल हैंडल रिकॉर्ड और डू यू हैव योर एलेबरेट सेटअप आई डू हैव अ सिक्स सिक्स फोर एंड सिक्सटी देन आई हायर अ कपल ऑफ अदर शॉर्ट गन माइक्स फॉर स्टेरियो रिकॉर्डिंग्स बट आई ऑल्सो डू अ लॉट ऑफ मोनो रिकॉर्डिंग्स बट मोस्ट ऑफ द टाइम्स आई डू अ लॉट ऑफ एम्बियंस एंड इफेक्ट्स रिकॉर्डिंग ऑन माई एच टू एन so i rely heavily upon it and i have come to this conclusion that a lot of times you don't need a heavy setup also because it is cumbersome uh, and in some places where you want to be uh, be like a phantom you you can't be right, right. get noticed now over the years after after my experience with h2n uh, i don't even monitor while i'm recording i just see at the basic levels if i see them they are they are interesting they are like they're good uh, i just keep it i just place it and i vanish from that place so nobody notices what is, what is it and uh, because if i'm even even if i'm holding an h2n and trying to record something people still keep noticing and then they deviate from their normal uh, conversation correct and then we actually uh, defy our own uh, goal some of the interesting characters in the soundtrack are the television and the radios that play in the background yeah and what i love the most about this was that each and every one of those sounds were placed in the film with an intention mm. could you talk a little bit about the recording and the thought process first of all uh, i would uh, again like to say that uh, i'm extremely happy to be on this forum talking about uh, sound design and all because the question which you uh, right uh, just now asked uh, has made me extremely happy because uh, not a lot of uh, people or the audiences or even the technical crew like the other technical crew of the film understand the nuances of the kind of sounds which we use and you i think you rightly uh, pinpointed towards the radio and the television uh, sounds because now um, also i would like to uh, take this opportunity and give uh, good credit to the director mr samit kakkar because this guy uh, was very insistent about uh, sound and the use of sounds uh, because there were there were times when we were we were actually contemplating a lot and sometimes even arguing about how much sound to keep because there's something like a representational sound and then you don't need to keep it playing all the time you probably just uh, like how you uh, show a white shot and you establish the ambience uh, visually as well as uh, in sound and then you cut to the mid shots and then you cut to the close ups and you get to your story uh, majorly and i was uh, somewhere of the opinion that uh, we should we, we should follow that because we don't need to keep that cacophony going all the time and he was pretty insistent nahi mujhe close up pe bhi chahiye close up pe mujhe baaki wo tv sunai dena chahiye wo wo chahiye wo aisa hi hota hai yaar and he was uh, literally uh, he he's a crazy guy uh, with uh, all his uh, uh, approach towards entire filmmaking and also with sound specifically so it it was a very painstaking as well as enjoying enjoyable experience to work with him on this film specifically and now talking uh, about the tvs and uh, the radio sounds uh, i think a lot of it was uh, downloaded from youtube directly certain clips were also recorded off the of of a tv so again with h2n so i couldn't get the get the room ambience as well the reverbs uh, specifically and um 
yeah now now that you pointed out about the timings uh, so also somewhere to mark the time through the radio through the tv what kind of programs happen during that uh, time like the prime time shows are different than the mm-hmm. afternoon uh, dull uh, period times so also since it was based in the slums of ray road it has a very mixed community like almost all the slums have but it has predominantly tamil uh, community as well as uh, a community from up and uh, from northern india so that made the job a bit easier because we could choose from the the language of the content of the tv so a lot of tamil tv and the the songs have been used and since the, the tamil or the south indian uh, songs have a very distinct flavor you could make out whether the song is a south indian just by listening to the beats of it you could like just mm-hmm. you don't need to listen to the lyrics of the song or to uh, to right. understand the language of the song so a lot of times we could just use uh, the initial rhythm part or the musical uh, interludes which uh, from the song and it could state what kind of sound it is or what kind of language it is and hence the kind of people living in and around these uh, two guys and the and the family so what was the director's brief to you going in the one thing which is common between both the cities are they are extremely loud and noisy yeah but to make sense of that noise mm-hmm. also is a, a a task in itself so was there any specific brief given to you by samit yeah there was a specific brief he wanted it loud in a sense he wanted the the sound from the uh, the other homes uh, barge into the uh, the reality of these these kids so he wanted a lot of external sound coming in so like how like how i said while answering the earlier question he wanted the cacophony to be there throughout the film for me it it is a bit too much to generally generally a bit too much to take because even in 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 the night uh he wanted he wanted something he wanted some sound he wanted some disturbance he said bombay mein yaar aise itni shant nahi rehti bombay and like how uh, generally people also say like oh, mumbai never sleeps and also that was a kind of a task as well as the, the main question how to maintain the silence but also not make it entirely silent uh, mm-hmm. like a night and also one thing we worked out uh, now with kakamutai i was when i watched the film i could make out that they have they have done a very minimalistic uh, approach they had they had a very minimalistic and a very simplistic approach towards sound and the entire film uh, with samit he has also shot it very uh, differently than how kakamutai has been shot like visually you could make a huge difference between the two films also sonically i think samit is a director who wants to l- who wants to leave an impression with his film he doesn't want his film to be uh, subtle in approach he wants to make an impression so visually and sonically his film he he wanted his film to leave an impression whatever good or bad but it should be impressive that's what that's i think that's what his brief was to me as well as the cinematographer now the slums normally sound the same in a way and uh, it was also the the use of railway because uh, the there's there's this reference of railway tracks and since the kids go around railway tracks and uh, collecting the coal particles of co- the coal around the railway tracks so there was a lot of railway sound as well as throughout the film so what uh, we thought was like since it's uh, at ray road it is near dock it is near the harbor and it is also near the naval base uh so instead of using a lot of aeroplanes generally in a city like mumbai we we use we normally use aeroplanes mm-hmm. so we thought let's use choppers let's use chopper sounds there there are a lot of chopper uh, actually uh, going in and around uh, that area uh, i think it is it's part of the indian army's surveillance so let's use chopper and uh, then he said yaar maine to kabhi lekin chopper shoot nahi kiya maine but great you didn't shoot a chopper because that's how we'll be using it now because you don't need to show a chopper because right. the sound is so distinct and it is so uh, impressive in a way that uh, we could use chopper in uh, throughout the whole film and uh, he he liked it and uh, we uh, we used a lot of choppers so that's when i actually 
I was planning to record a lot of chopper. I didn't. I I couldn't record. I I think I just got one or two chopper sounds while actually on the location. But then I did download a lot of different chopper sounds, and because I can't normally I can't use the same sound uh, throughout Correct. the film. Yeah. and i I'm, i'm sure a lot of us uh, uh, do this like we don't use the same sound uh, even if it is in the beginning and the end of the film so even with the crow sounds like mm-hmm. you said earlier like there's a lot of crow sounds all over the film we uh, uh, me and my uh, associate uh, sachit we we had almost uh, i think uh, 40 odd crow sounds and then we tried to change the pitch and the tonal quality so that it should not sound the same because there was a lot of crow throughout the film so we also used a lot of chopper uh, dramatically some at some points and uh, uh, which was actually fun so i think there was one scene which takes place inside their house in in that slum and um, you don't see a chopper but you've used the sound of the chopper to kind of Heighten the the drama, the drama yeah, in that scene, yeah. and it's off screen. Yeah, uh, there's no reason for the chopper to be there, but I think the way it has been used, I think it instead of music, like you know, using a sound effect to. Uh, and there was music actually. Oh, there okay. was music, and uh, but since uh, the music was happening on the other hand, like Samit wasn't uh, present with the mu- with the music composer all the time. Obviously, it it works like that because the music composer need the composer needs his own time mm-hmm. and space to work, and then they show it to Samit was. actually sitting with me when we were doing all the design part and he also sometimes uh, chose the the sound and say ye chahiye ye chahiye ye, ye lagao so uh, he he saw me doing that or handling that sequence with the uh, with the chopper sound and he said ki yaar ye correct hai wala hum ye dal ke rakhta hu let's let's keep this uh but also let the music come because uh you might like the music you might like that uh, because you can't just uh you can't just force your ideas uh, onto you might think it it works but somehow after if you watch your own film after say 3 years 4 years 5 years down the line um uh, and then you think uh, probably that decision wasn't good wasn't so good. i should have listened to the director i should not have forced my opinion on him so i never try to force anything but then i give up them uh, i give them an idea and uh, it's up to them whether to use it or not so i was like always uh, telling him ki let's wait for the music also to come and all nahi yaar mujhe ko pata hai ye i'm i'm going to keep this sound and all fortunately he kept it he liked it and even i i don't uh, find it odd or i i find it interesting that point of time so there was music and then we also heard music but then he was so i don't know whether he was uh, preoccupied with this idea of using that sound itself or whether he really uh, did uh, a comparison between the effectiveness of the music and uh, the sound part of it one thing which i want to know and which i'm sure like a lot of other listeners would also like to know is how do you go about the sound editing process do you normally have a team of sound editors who work with you uh, i do have a team of my own uh i have a couple of them actually so it's sachit uh, sachidanand tikam who has been working with me for the last 3 uh, 4 years now and he was very he was he was an instrumental uh, guy in half ticket in the, in the process of half ticket so we normally watch the film together uh, when it comes to the sound post and uh, we uh, we talk it out and uh, i also want him to listen to the director so there should not be any communication gap in the in the flow of the ideas from the director to not just to me but also to him so uh, because if the director tells me something i process it in my own way with my own ego and then i give it uh, give the instructions to my sound editor so my ego gets involved in between so uh, it's best to try and leave it out as much as possible so i try to uh, take him with me and uh, and then he does the basic track laying or the sound editing part of it real by real or sometimes we watch it uh, say scenes scene wise and then we actually decide the scape of the film like which kind of sounds to be used and which kind of ambiences to be used now like a traffic sound has so many different types of traffic but what exactly kind of traffic sounds do we want to use uh, which kind of 
ambiences uh, laid over and sound effects and like how should be the sound of the car itself like specifically talking about half ticket since it's mumbai and ha- the way we listen to uh, the traffic on, um, on on the roads is not the way we listen to the traffic or we might listen to the traffic uh, traffic in uh, new york or in london they have different cars our traffic is i think the 50% of mumbai traffic is made out of rickshaw mm-hmm. so uh, and all types of rickshaw then there are new ones there are older ones there are like really old ones there are like dead ones which are also mm-hmm. so but it's also a very interesting tool rickshaw i always find very interesting tool to uh, use uh, in the soundscape of mumbai specifically uh, or in pune as well so uh, we discuss it out what kind of sounds do we want to use the quality of the tonal quality of the sound to be used mm-hmm. and then he does a lot of uh, sound editing and because then i i don't want to go and look at it and keep sit, like i don't want to sit beside him all the time while he is doing it because uh, that's how i get my perspective once he has done once we have discussed he does uh, he does his bit and then i listen to it so uh, i form my own perspective after listening to it and then i sit myself and then edit again because uh, i have the material which we uh, which i have briefed to him and uh, he has got something because after understanding what i was talking about and how uh, according to his understanding level he does his bit but then uh, if need be i add my own sounds and then i sit on that edit because i think that is the time when i start listening to the sound of the film like i i start getting the picture of the whole sound in the film and that builds uh, that's how i slowly start building towards the mix of the film as well since i have mixed my own films mm-hmm. right so i think that's an interesting point because that was actually going to be my next question is because you've worked on this film in the capacity of a re-recording mixer as well and uh, one of the questions which i had asked in the previous episode was this whole idea of perspective mm mm-hmm. and uh, when you have another person doing the final mix for you you by default have someone with a fresh set of ears mm-hmm. and uh, in this case it was just you and you've been in this situation before like for other films as well mm-hmm. uh, so my question is how how do you deal with this like did you at any point reach that stage where you were not able to distinguish between what is sounding right or what didn't mm-hmm. and how do you tackle that basically so when i started um, obviously i i did not start uh as a mixing engineer uh i started just as a sound designer and uh, there was somebody else who used to mix my films uh most of the times it was uh, pramod thomas who mixed my films and uh, i i've learned a lot from him after a point after after working for almost 3 4 years together pramod uh, later on used to tell me that you you already give me things like they are supposed to like they are almost mix like you already have a mix in your mind and you provide me with that uh, with those tracks with that kind of a session uh, so i just i i just adjust it uh, for the theater and i uh, obviously he adds a lot of things uh, like the detailing in the in the dialogues and the reverbs and the effects used for for the foley and all those things i did not start mixing because i wanted to mix my film i started mixing because uh, there was no other option i had to mix it uh, since there was no there was no budget for a separate mixing engineer so it's it's not a very uh, what you say it's not a very conscious decision of becoming or mixing my own films but later on i found it interesting to rather i got a kick out of mixing my own films uh, one would say uh sometimes i feel that a fresh set of ears also may not do complete justice to your sound design a lot of times it depends on who that person is and uh, how how busy he is how, what has he done before this like just like what has he done uh, which film uh, which uh, program has he mixed just before getting into this mm-hmm. mix because what kind of a setup mindset he comes from and he just jumps into this film because with the kind of budgets we have we don't have elaborate uh, budgets for mix as well we don't get like 15 days 20 days or even a month to mix a film so the mixing engineer needs to understand the the language of the film uh, needs to understand the uh, the design of the film not just from the sound point of view from overall director's point of view as well because the director and the sound designer have traveled together 
till a point and they have reached uh, a certain kind of a sound design and they they want to take it forward they they want to take they want to take it forward whether it is how good or how bad or but at least it is it is there it, it is theirs it is uh, it is their their thing it is their child kind of thing so it has to it depends on how the other person is trying to nurture that child and it depends on the film to film like if i want to collaborate with a mixing engineer to mix my films which uh, i'm doing uh, now as well like i don't want to mix all of my films i want somebody else to mix my films as well sometimes now talking about this fresh perspective i think i sh- uh, we should always go with the director's uh, perspective mm-hmm. because the director is the uh, is the correct person to tell you what whether you are going in the right direction or not uh, you uh, like all of us uh, get involved too much involved with our projects and then we start owning the project so much uh that we uh, sometimes don't want to budge away from what we have already done but sometimes the director comes uh, to the studio after like 3 4 days because he's busy with di and he's busy with some other some other post happening on the film itself maybe vfx or something like that and he comes after 2 3 days and he says ki i think something has changed w- what has changed and i'm not liking this or i'm not i'm not getting comfortable with this so and then you you know what what all things you have changed and then you understand ki probably this is breaking the flow of the film so you need to go back you need to retract and you need to uh, uh, or you need to either convince him in a way that this is actually in the flow and it it is going to enhance the whole effect but you need to watch it so uh, while mixing i think it is very important to take breaks from what you have already done so like you can't just finalize any decision the moment you do a run or a, mm-hmm. or a scene say if you uh, the whether the music should fade in or whether the music should st- straight away start from a, from, a, from the word go or where should exactly the music and how longer should be the fade where should it actually reach its peak the whatever all those things they it's it's a lot of to and fro process so i i take the help of my uh, assistant mixing engineers around me normally and i ask them to i give them an idea ki uh, let's do this and keep it ready so i'll, I'll come so mm-hmm. maybe i watch it uh, immediately say after 10 minutes or 15 minutes or i don't watch it i just leave it i go to another scene mm-hmm. and the next day when i'm watching that scene i understand whether it is working or not and always uh, try to keep in mind what the director has to say about all these things yeah because most of the times we as sound designers we tend to get carried away in in trying to show what we could do yeah, creatively yeah, yeah. and the the whole idea of thinking about the film as a whole yeah. and not just this one particular yeah. scene that we are yeah. trying to design yeah. or stylize in a particular way we kind of tend to go off road sometimes yeah. Yeah. and i think that's like the director is the yeah director is i think he's the best uh, judge to uh, even though he may not know the nitty gritties he may not know the technical details of sound and all uh, but he is the best ear to tell us whether it's 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 going with the flow or not and i think uh, as a mixing engineer or or as a sound designer and a mixing engineer one needs to be ready to let go of certain things which you think might be masterpieces like we always think like oh, this is a masterpiece i I've, i've thought of this thing this kind of an edit and this kind of a pan and I, it's creating a certain effect and sometimes the director says uh, no no let's use music or let's not use anything let's keep a very normal silence thing there and you're like what about those many hours which i've put in and all that all that my oscar winning uh, moments which i've had uh, during uh, doing that so uh, but then i think it's uh, you just need to let go a lot of things uh, you yeah. should be able to let go actually uh sometimes uh, things have happened like uh, the director wanted to keep uh, a lot of sound uh, things especially with uh, summit it ha- it had happened and i have uh, i have convinced him let's not put too many things because your i i understand your idea of the cacophony but the cacophony doesn't need to be uh 
too many sounds at a time cacophony can be created by like a couple of sounds because the constantly changing sounds also creates a cacophony so you don't need to keep the fif- like those 15 sounds at a time you could keep two at a time then change it to the uh, other two and so on so you could uh, create a different type of uh, type of cacophony out of it so mm-hmm. so yeah so a lot of time you need to reject your own sound design in a way and uh, I, i think i've been fortunate enough to Uh, get to this uh, idea of letting go a lot of things because uh, i re- i generally don't cling on to uh, i have a lot of it's like how uh, we say it uh, while scripting like it's a vomit draft uh, so the the first whatever comes to your mind you just put it you just scribble and mm-hmm. then you edit out things so like that so even i follow it in the uh, in the sound design as well as like we keep a lot of things and then we shed a lot of things we we keep what is just wanted so uh, that's kind of my approach towards the thing uh, towards the whole post you have also addressed the silence in the film like the first time the kids see the the secret coal mm. uh, storage mm. for the first time where bhau kadam takes these two kids uh, uh, to that place yeah the entire noise like the the sounds of the city they just vanish right. and it's just like you know these two kids silently enter the space which is for them like uh, um they have discovered a gold mine yeah yeah i think these kind of things just happen naturally like we all do not always think very technically like let's keep silence here let's keep a lot of noise here let's keep this bang here i think it just flows uh, you 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 just feel that there should be nothing here mm-hmm. and you just don't don't put any sound or you just put because even the silence uh, i feel a silence has a sound silence not necessarily means like there's like there's no sound like there's no sound uh, because even uh, in that scene where where the kids discover the the coal uh, which uh, which is like a gold mine for them uh, i've used uh, uh, pigeon sounds and in in that area so normally you would not hear pigeon in that area because it's so it's so loud and all but just to uh, enhance that silence so th- that pigeon sound works as the representation of a silence mm-hmm. uh, in that area so if you are able to listen to the pigeon in that uh, in that particular area it's it's silent so that's how i think uh, it it just flows it it, it never i never uh, watch a film and say yahan pe kabutar aayega yahan pe kawa aayega yahan pe i think it just happens you just need to if if the film is really and uh, if the drama if the story if the performances are really uh, uh, are glued to the film to the director's vision uh, you also automatically i think get glued to him and uh, be part of the same flow so that i think that that, that just comes uh, naturally i suppose i think wherever i have tried to forcefully use um, uh, intellectual uh, process or intellectual philosophy uh, i failed mm-hmm. so uh, fortunately it hasn't come out because uh, i understood that i'm i failed and then i have changed it and i have mm-hmm. tried to go back and try to get into the flow and whatever but uh, yeah uh, you can't just force the intellectual thoughts everywhere you i think it, they just need to be natural uh, they sh- they should come to you naturally and only then they make sense or they uh, they touch uh, the audiences that's a very interesting thought so i think that kind of wraps up my questions for half ticket but there's one other thing which i want to address is uh, you're now making a transition from being a sound designer to being a screenwriter <laughs> and <laughs> you're writing your first feature film so i just wanted to know how that process is going like how your ideals how your aesthetics as a sound designer are coming into play in the whole process of being a screenwriter are you writing certain things keeping sound in mind mm-hmm. how are you using your skills as a sound designer to write that story ah uh, okay so i'm not uh, turning into a professional screenwriter i want to direct a film also i i don't want to direct a film because i want to be a director i want to direct a film because i want uh, as the cliche goes i want to tell this story so but then i thought ki i should not uh, i don't know whether the other person will be able to actually put it down as i have it in my mind so i said let me give it a try and let me start writing however it comes then i might take a professional help or uh, help from a friend to 
doctor it and all those things and it uh, i've been uh, working on my script for i think last 2 uh, years now it's a very interesting uh, it's a very different realm altogether and it's, but it's a very interesting thing and you actually understand the importance of a writer in a film because you know that if it is not written it can't be there in the film so you have to write it you have to write something interesting you have to write great to make a great film sometimes uh, i think a lot of times you have to write it you have to write it a lot of you have to put the put your thoughts down so that you can't just uh, get any idea out of the blue and place it in the film on during the shoot sometimes you can but not the entire film the entire film has to be written i think uh, being a sound designer uh, is somewhere subconsciously helping me to uh write uh, the screenplay because i can imagine a lot of simultaneous actions and a lot of a, simu- a lot of simultaneous activity in a scene i i can also see up to a limit i could also see the edit uh, because of the rhythm i want to please uh, now now here the musical background also helps but again i'm uh, i don't again want to make or i don't want even want to push a lot of sound perspective in the film because i think it has to it has to come naturally actually yeah a lot of times i think uh, the director or the writer should also give me a sound script in a sense like uh, what sounds exactly to be used and where to use and all those things but not every time is everybody so much well aware with the with the sound point of view so at least in my script i'm trying to put my awareness to use a lot of use while i'm writing uh, writing the script but yeah i think a lot of simultaneity of the activity like there's something happening uh, on a stage and there's something happening over here i can i am able to listen to the conversation happening i can i'm able to listen to the mix uh, mm-hmm. of of the sound which is happening so how the stage would sound how how these people would sound and and then i'm able to write the dialogues and the screenplay accordingly but it's all uh, subconscious uh, fortunately i'm not thinking okay let's write a s- film uh, from a sound perspective uh, and i i think it doesn't happen like that because mm. it's it's your story first and the, your story then tells you the 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 sound script of your story so going into that question that's what my thought was like that's what i thought you would be talking about like okay i'm going to use this sound or i'm going to use sound design in this way to make sure that this scene goes a particular way but the fact that like the emphasis which is there more on the story and to let your story direct you in a way your sound goes i think that's a very great point that you mentioned yeah i think because we uh, even as sound designers we are while we are working on somebody else's project and all like you even you said like we a lot of times we get we do get carried away with uh, our own and uh, design and uh, it's kind of we want to show off our capabilities we want to show off our talent and i think that surge is there in the beginning but after a point you need you have to understand that it's not all about that it's mm. people will notice uh, your talent uh, sure. how, yeah because if if it is really there they will definitely notice if it is not there they will never notice even if you play it loud so there's no point in playing in anything loud or there's no point in forcing uh, unnecessary ideas um, onto the film so it's very important that we try and understand the story of the film and just because we all are the tools we all are uh, like tools of the director he is the main orchestrator he is the conductor so he has to understand and we have to listen to him we, mm. because he is the conductor so ultimately the, the film is going to go in his name so also he has to take the responsibility which a normally director does take a responsibility but he has to take his responsibility like jo bhi hai wo mera hai this is what this is what i am this is how i want it to be even though you have great people uh, working with you and you still make silly decisions as a director and they work sometimes so you go against those so called uh, highly talented people but as a director mm-hmm. if your core is uh, interesting uh, as a director and you uh, make silly decisions from the so called talented people's point of view sometimes they do work and then uh, so there's there's nothing uh, wrong in being silly sometimes yeah. because being silly is somebody else's perspective it it may not be yours as a person mm-hmm. so i wish you all the best for your venture as a screenwriter <laughs> and uh, i'll be really looking forward to watch that film soon uh, so uh, i think that should 
be a good point to wrap up the podcast. Uh, just before we go, do you have any tips for someone who's just starting out, who's trying to start off his or her career in in the sound field? Is there some tips you want to give? I find a lot of new people coming in with a surge of energy, with a surge of uh, what do you say? The, they want to grab the spotlight. They want to be in focus very quickly. No harm in that. My thing is, you need to, like I said, you need to assess yourself. you need to be able to understand uh, your own understanding as a creative person in whatever field in sound there are different levels like you can you are able to listen to a kind of a sound for your film say there's a there's a short film and you are able to listen to a sound but are you able to deliver that sound because imagining a sound and working towards that there are two entirely different processes you should first be able to imagine the sound and then also deliver it so delivering process is the main process in a, in a sense because uh, as the beginners you may not be able to imagine the kind of sound but you uh, if you're working with somebody else you need to understand what this person uh, or or the supervising sound designer is trying to achieve and you should be able to deliver say if you're getting into track laying if you're getting into uh, dialogue edits if you're getting into sound editing part of it so you need to understand what this guy is trying to tell and achieve and you should be able to provide that you should be able to work towards uh, understanding uh, what is a good sound and what is a bad sound first like uh, i'm talking specifically about the tonal quality of it try and understand the philosophy of the film of the space which city are we in uh, w- what could be the crowd sounds what could be the effects sounds what kind of sounds are so you should be able to imagine you should be able to uh, process in your mind and you should be also able to use or probably go out record those sounds and uh, come back to the studio work on them edit them uh, because a lot of times i have come across new people who are just eager to call themselves getting people call them like a sound designer but uh, you have to work towards it you can't just do it in uh, overnight i think that should be the process even if there'll be a few people who already are there who already can do that but still you need to give it time to prove it that you are already there and you can already do it so only time can prove it because there could be chances that in in one of the projects you can do it or in the first of the projects you could do it but in the later projects you you are not able to deliver so it could be a chance so you need to actually kind of be unsure uh, this is not a discouragement but i'm uh, this is my approach you should be always be unsure about certain things so that you don't get carried away by the fact that you are able to do a film independently keeping yourself unsure all the time actually helps because you keep growing i think uh, and you keep uh, working you keep listening a lot of stuff other stuff you keep you try to assess uh, how good your stuff is uh, compared to the other stuff happening around or how different your stuff is it may be good or not but how different so it also has has to be different from other people so i think that's the main thing which i would like to share with uh, the new people well there you have it anyone who's just starting out you heard it from the pro himself uh, so i think uh, i'm going to take this point to conclude our podcast thank you so much anmol for being a part of this podcast and sharing your knowledge and experience with our listeners thank you thanks a lot for calling me here and to all of you all who plugged in thank you so much for listening if you like the podcast let me know and if you didn't like it then definitely let me know this is aditya yadav signing off until next time bye